This is episode 8 with Heather McCloskey, Inbound Marketing Manager at UserVoice, on how to use research and road mapping to run your blog like a product manager. Have you ever wondered about what other SaaS companies are doing to grow their business? What channels are they experimenting with? Where are they finding traction? Welcome to How to SaaS, the go-to podcast for growing your cloud software company. I'm your host and growth strategist, Shiv Narayanan. I'm also the CMO of Wild Apricot, the number one membership software for small associations and nonprofits. Each week, we'll bring you interviews with founders, CEOs, and growth leaders who have successfully implemented a growth strategy to help you take your cloud software company to the next level. Are you ready? Let's begin. All right, Heather, welcome to the show. How's it going? Great. How are you? Good. Uh, thanks for being on. And so for the audience, why don't you introduce yourself, uh, your role, and what User Voice does, and then we'll take it from there. Yeah. Um, I'm a former broadcast news producer turned marketer and product management nerd, and I have been in inbound marketing at User Voice for about a year and a half now. Uh, User Voice, if you've heard of them, I know you use them, but for anyone that has not heard of them. We uh, are the product management platform for helping people make data-driven decisions with their customer feedback. Mm -hmm. And so really when you're engaging in content marketing efforts, you're really going after the product managers who are the decision makers around, you know, the roadmap of particular companies, right? So talk a little bit about how your content marketing tries to speak to that audience. Yeah, yeah. We um, we focus a lot of content. You know, you, you mentioned roadmap, and uh, we have a lot of content about roadmapping. We like to focus on user research, customer feedback, um, things like that. And then there's you know this other element of it uh, that is you know just being more productive and efficient as a product manager, helping your team succeed. Um, so all of these things kind of come together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and you know, you, you mentioned the research and feedback piece. When you think about content marketing, there's really, you know, four key pillars, which is, you know, the creation of the content, the distribution of the content, the analytics around the performance of that content, and then the actual experience, right? And when you're talking about each of those avenues uh, or the pillars of content marketing, research and feedback is a really critical tool to figure out how those, how, how those uh, avenues perform for you, right? So can you talk a little bit about how, what kind of effort goes into to figuring out uh, the biggest pain points of the product managers that you're trying to create content for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think, you know, there, there's a ton of different methods you can understand who you're content marketing to and, and who your audience is and what their pain points are. And I'm a big advocate of just going out and talking to people. And, and it, it's it's really similar to being a product manager when you're when you're trying to come up with content and understand your customers or your audience, just the best way to talk to people or to understand them is to go out and talk to real people, like leave the office, um, sit down, have coffee with someone that is in your target audience, interview them, find out like what, what keeps them up at night and really understand uh, that. I found event going to events has been really a great way for me to do this because I've been able to have conversations with PMs. I've been able to sit in on talks and see, um, and really like pick up where their the points of uh, tension are, where their pain points are, and then you know beyond that because you can't you can't leave the office all day every day to talk to people. You would not be very 
productive if you did that as a content marketer. Um, so an, another thing that I do is I spend a lot of time on forums. On uh, There's this great network for product managers, product manager headquarters. It's a Slack channel. And, you know, I, I lurk on there. I lurk on Twitter. Um, DM has been a good source for me. I am constantly reading and, like, digesting content that people actually in product management are producing. It's I'm very fortunate in that our tar- target audience is a very active one on um, places like Medium. So there's a lot of people that are blogging about product management that are PMs. Um, you know, and then outside of that kind of, like, that's really qualitative um, information. And then there's the quantitative side of it where it's like, okay, I know what these problems are, but how big of a problem are each of these and how do I, how do I prioritize which problem is the biggest one for our audience, which one is annoying the most people in our audience. And so that's where things like keyword research come into play and really um, using that like to, um, to help prioritize or, you know, there's also internal factors like, okay, are target personas balancing like between those and figuring out, you know, which one uh, we're focusing on at, at a given moment and how much to focus on, on them. And so there's, there's a bunch of little pieces that come into place after the kind of research part of it, after the qualitative side of things, a bunch of things come into place that it's kind of like prioritizing your roadmap. Like we have a content roadmap and you have to align all of these different factors um, in order to make the right decisions. And sometimes you also have to go, okay, well, I made this decision a quarter ago and that's not going to work now. So we need to change things up. Right. So um, this idea of having a content roadmap and treating your blog kind of like a product manager, um, do you guys ever even use your own software to figure out what user voice customers think about user voice to see what those pain points are coming out of from, from that software itself? I mean, our product team definitely uses user voice. Um, I don't use it in content marketing, but I've definitely thought about it. I've definitely been like, huh, I wonder if we could get people to ask questions in there and then we would cover them on the blog. But uh, that hasn't been uh, something we've done. Yeah, we, we, we personally have used user voice in that way and it's, it's a treasure trove for content for us and it actually makes a big uh, difference in our content roadmap. So that's pretty cool. Um, so, so talk a little bit about how you're now, when you, when you figure it out, okay, this is what the major pain points are for your customer and you have some sort of an idea of what that roadmap looks like. So uh, when you get into the execution phase, what does that look like for you? And, and do you make adjustments to the roadmap or do you have, you know, sprints, for example, where you're knocking things out of the roadmap and your backlog and then moving new things into uh, your to-do list? Um, so, yeah, it, it's kind of... It's evolved quite a bit. Um, right now, what we found has worked really well is we have a editorial meeting at least once a week, and um, we look at what we are currently working on. We like to so we like to organize things on our content roadmap in themes. So there there will be like a cluster of pieces around a certain topic, perhaps roadmap prioritization or managing stakeholders and we will work to like knock out a bunch of content around that at once and publish it 
and then we'll move on to the next thing. I mean, there's a little overlap, like we're doing some kind of research and pre-production type stuff um, as we're completing content in one theme for the next theme. Um, but it's been, it's been just, it's, it's evolved quite a bit. Before we weren't really doing themes as much and we, didn't, we had kind of a roadmap, but it was more about meeting production goals. So, and less about having actual content around a certain topic. Mm -hmm. And so, um, the content strategy just does change often, right? That's just a reality. It's not like, Oh yes, yes. I mean, so you have to be really, really flexible. You have to be agile. Like you have to, if something's not working or you learn something that kind of is a game changer for you, you need to have the flexibility to move things around because if you don't, it's going to really slow you down. Um, it's kind of like if you plan out, say, three quarters worth of a content roadmap and you have a general idea of what you're going to do and then, say, your product marketing team comes to you and says, hey, we actually have new findings about who our audience is and who we're really going to focus on and it's that those findings need to be incorporated into your content. Sometimes it's hard to, like, let go of like these really cool developed ideas that you may have, um, but you have to, and and you have to adjust constantly. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm reminded of something I think the Google's uh, Google's chief of moonshots once said, which is um, you know prioritizing the roadmap based on which item will help you learn the most, because whichever thing gets you there and gets you that new piece of knowledge that you need, then you can readjust your roadmap with that new piece of information uh, that you didn't have before, right? So it's kind of like that, that you're, you're not, you're not, the intention is not to change the roadmap, but you just end up learning a lot more along the way uh, as you go through your strategy. Um, let me tell me this. So like, how do you, how do you evaluate when to change things up or how well something is performing? Like, what are some of the metrics that you guys are looking at? So... We, we are a very data-driven marketing team, um, and we have a ton of different metrics that we look at on a regular basis, pretty much daily. Um, for content specifically, I look at how stuff is, there's, there's different aspects of it. Like I look at kind of a high-level view, how many unique page views a page is getting, uh, how long are people spending on that page? Because if they're getting to that page and just leaving then and not reading the content, then that tells me I need to make adjustments there. Uh, I also look at things like how many CTA on a page level, how many CTA clicks are uh, happening and are those people uh, ending up on a landing page, filling out that landing page and then you know becoming leads? Are they converting? And when we combine those things, when we look at, okay, this page is getting a lot of views, but not very many conversions, then there's a place for, that we need to like adjust. Or this page is, has a really high conversion rate, but is not getting many views. Maybe there's some like SEO we can do to help boost it. So there's a lot of like little tweaks that we do uh, on a blog post to blog post basis. And then on kind of uh, at a bigger picture, we look at, um, and this is more on, on the demand gen side, like what uh, gated assets are doing really well in terms of their like lead to MQL conversion rate, 
that tells us if we are not only, well, there's lead volume and if we're attracting a lot of lead volume, but we have a really low lead to MQL MQL conversion rate, that tells us, okay, we're attracting the wrong people. Um, So, okay, we need to adjust and do something different. If we have a really high lead to MQL conversion rate, then that's, that's like, okay, jackpot, how can we replicate this? And we can back it up even further and look at uh, lead to SAL or lead to SQL as well and see, okay, are they, are these, or even lead to close, are these pieces of content working? And we've definitely adjusted, not adjusted, but like we've definitely learned from, by looking at these things, a lot about how content is performing. And, and that tells you, okay, here's something we need to replicate in some way, or we're getting closer to our right target audience. Um, to that degree, like also a target audience, I'm, I've recently been using LinkedIn's marketing insights tool that uh, it's like analytics and it looks at different, it looks at who's going to your site or your blog and you know what industry they're in, what role they're in, what kind of uh, functionality, job functionality they are and where they're coming from. And so stuff like that is telling me in general, if we're trending in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And so uh, how closely do you, are you working with, uh, with your sales team uh, to figure out the content that you're producing and these SQLs, MQLs, and uh, even the close rate of the leads that are being generated from the content you're producing? Is there a lot of communication with the sales team? So we have kind of weekly meetings, or the marketing team is able to join the sales as sales team's weekly meeting like and provide updates and have conversations about these things. Um, we are, so our SDR team is actually within marketing. So we have a lot of really close communication with them. We communicate on a daily basis with them and that gives us a good idea of what's going on at all times. Right. Right. And so they're, they're literally calling the leads as they come in, trying to qualify them for sales. So you get that feedback in real time. Yeah. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. Um, given where we are with the conversation, Heather, I mean, I think, I think this is a lot of good stuff. So I think it's a good time to close. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to add? Um, you know, I would say that, you know, there's, there's a lot of talk about metrics and, and that being data driven is important, but I also think that it's important to not do like one or the other to do both be data driven and also get outside and talk to people. That's, that's the big takeaway that I think I've, I've had over the past year, year and a half at user voice that I've learned from this role. seems like a good place to learn it given the software. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, and just last but not least from me, uh, I want to just uh, show you appreciation, Heather, for doing this. A lot of great insights here, and uh, I think we will call this episode How to Run Your Blog Like a Product Manager because that's uh, what you guys are great at. So uh, thanks for doing this. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. That's it for today's episode, guys. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to subscribe on iTunes and to check us out at www.howtosass.com, and we will see you next time.